Christopher Ward make 50% of their fans happy. Own another Apocalypse Now watch strap now. eBay protects your 10K and Hamilton go all out on the movie watch references. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. You're joined by Sam and Chris. How have you been, Chris? Uh, excellent. Excellent. It's good. Good. Good here. It's uh, We're just starting to get into the... Uh, we're into May. So if everybody uh, jump ahead for May 1st, and uh, we're now... We're now into the May gray here in SoCal, which is nice because it stays kind of overcast in the morning and cool and then gorgeous, gorgeous around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So. Yeah, it's uh, starting to warm up here a little in Florida. So this will be the test for us, whether we can, us pale British people can survive the Florida. Can hack it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can hack it. Well, we've we've got an interesting show for you. It's been a bit light on the news story, so we're going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to throw in a a watch review because we were kindly sent in uh, to borrow a watch from Mark at Long Island Watches. So we'll go over that later. But what about uh, kicking it off with a watch obsession, Chris? If you if you had one this week, yeah, I had one this for sure. Uh, so over on Instagram, um, and you know what? Let's uh, why not? Let's do a shout out. Just about time official. That's just underscore about underscore time underscore official. Posted up his Citizen seventy forty, and this is apparently, and uh, Sam, if you want to google a picture of it so yeah the citizen 7040 chronograph apparently only available in europe immediately struck this this is to me super awesome looking pilot chronograph i love the four i love the uh, top closed four uh the loom is amazing it's an eco drive, so it's an everyday grab and wear. I, I'm curious to know. I mean, so first impression, Sam, what do you think? I, I like the look of this. This is brand new to me. It look that looks like the dial is, like you said, very well proportioned. None of the none of the numbers have been sacrificed to make way for the subdials. Right. Subdials, exactly. It's got those IWC similar hands you mentioned you mentioned iwc we'll talk about that in a second uh here are the 41 mil with a 20 mil lug width how awesome is that yeah spot on isn't it yeah perfect yeah so the question for our viewers is blue or black um i'm not i'm not fond of the patina dial they do a patina dial too but they do Blue dial, black dial. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm liking this blue. I know, I know. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the new IWC. That blue uh, chronograph. Right. That that blue chronograph. So, the question for the viewers: Would you go? Would you go black every day? Keep it in the keep it in the rotation because it's quartz grab and go. Or would you go blue? And uh, and use it as a placeholder for the future IWC uh, chronograph. I don't know. <laughs> so that's my, my that's my dilemma right now. It's like I feel like if I get the blue one, I feel like I'd want to replace it with the IWC. So my I'm thinking I'm thinking picking up the black one because I I think that'll just stay in the collection. Yeah, and it has similarities to that Zin model, doesn't it? There's a Zin that's got a similar yeah. sort of cushiony type case to it. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, very. Yeah, same layout style and um, 
yeah, what is it like the I'm trying to think which model uh Zin, but but yeah, I mean very, very, you know, classic uh pilot chronograph with the triangle on the top. Just it just looks the business. And I've had EcoDrive Citizen before, so I know it's just gonna the battery's gonna be great in it. You're just gonna leave it, you know, occasionally have to leave it on the windowsill just to charge up. And then it's and then it's good to go. So, yeah. I've always said this on the channel: that Citizen Eco Drive watch family of watches. Those movements are fantastic. Everyone that I've ever owned looks like you can pick it up for around two hundred dollars. Wow, that's so, decent. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the next one, uh, the next pickup. So, pretty cool. But yeah, let me know down in the comments, black or blue. What do you What do you guys think? I haven't exactly had a watch obsession except for the Rolex, which I put my name down for, which we'll talk about in a second. I'll do a little two for one here. But I had to do a big shout out for a watch that got a lot of traction over on the Facebook group, and that is the Circa Diver. I think this looks really cool and vintage. I mean, for me, it needs to have the date, but this seems to be a, a newish watch brand, and this is their first diver. But there's just something about this with the double bezel on there as well i mean it looks it looks awesome did you do you manage to catch this one i don't think i did it looks similar to something that i that i just saw bezel is interesting yeah this was a big uh this was a real talking point over on the facebook group so i think tj first shared it then steven did this one has a like a milanese band to it with that distinctive articulation at the lugs here i think it looks awesome yeah yeah it looks it looks it looks great. I think, uh, yeah, super distinct dial, and then uh, twelve hour, twelve hour inner bezel, and then it looks like the uh, countdown, countdown on the outside. I like the uh, I like the markings on it. It's super unique, and then um, it's a. I assume it's like a 200 meter diver. It's actually 300 meters oh, with good. a screw down crown. It says Swiss caliber Newton. I'm not sure what that means, but yeah, a, a little bit of a shout out for the fact that this got so much uh, love on the Facebook group there. Yeah, I know. It's great looking. That's a great looking vintage diver. I guess my real watch obsession has been the, the Rolex that I put my name down for. So I went into the AD. I was telling this story, spoke to a guy called Justin, a big shout out to Justin because I went in again on sunday just oh to boy. reconfirm that <laughs> i definitely wanted it because i told them originally i wanted the oyster uh, perpetual the green one and i know there's little to no chance of getting that so i went for one that i would love to own which is the date just 41 in the slate gray slate gray dial or the blue and i'd originally got put on the list for the jubilee so i just went back in there and said i would take it on the oyster as well just to see what happens I, you know and, and i would love i would love the backstory i would love like a behind the scenes you know where they're just like where you like you have this like legitimate like hey i've come back twice uh legitimate business you know i'm not like i'm not like a guy who just registered in the forums and posted once here i actually want this thing you know kind of hey you might have seen my youtube channel i mean i i would bring out all the stuff sam but uh well i've started chronicling it over on the facebook group so another little plug for everyone to join casual watch talk facebook group i went into a bit more detail than i am here it, again, it shocked me last week, but it also shocked me this week that we were stood in front of a glass cabinet with, I guess it had 60 slots for watches, but it was probably two feet by five feet. You could have probably fitted 
60 watches in there and it wouldn't have looked crowded. Right. There was one watch, oh, a day geez. date, yeah. which I think they're only in yeah. precious metal now. Yeah. So I feel really sorry for the the sales reps in there that they really haven't got anything they can show. Can't they innovate? Can't they innovate? I mean, I if I I think if I was an AD, I think at this point I'd be printing out pictures of the watch. I'd, and cut, having people cut out little pictures and just, I mean, as dorky as that sounds, just to be like, hey, maybe we can get you one of these. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. They have the iPads there, so they show you actually on the okay. iPad what's okay. there. But okay. they, they could do something innovative, like say, like have maybe a touch screen, have the counter a touch right. screen, and you can yeah. sort of expand the watches out and stuff. Or maybe even, now I was going to, I don't suppose it wouldn't be like a, Back in the day when you went to buy a mobile phone and they had the, the actual plastic right. dummy one on there, that that wouldn't be cool. Why not? Yeah, just then. Yeah, have have Rolex make up. You know about uh, about fifty thousand of the uh, sample sample dummy models, but then those would be trading for you know uh, ten thousand dollars on on Krona twenty four. Yeah, no <laughs> you know, movement with no movement. <laughs> it was just like hands dial hands, no movement. Twenty five thousand dollars for a empty Daytona. <laughs> Well, I'll keep everyone posted how I get on. And also, I'm going to do, maybe I'll do it periodically, or maybe I'll do it when I actually, if I, if I do, if I am lucky enough to get hold of one, I'll talk about how I saved the money for it and where I took the money from, because I did sell a bit of stocks and crypto. So when we get there and I hand over the cash, we'll work out whether I made a good investment or not. Would I have made more leaving it in crypto? I say, I say. And, tra- and track it for the future too. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I won't, yeah. Be, I won't be selling. The, I, I'm not going to, I'm not, won't be flipping this date just. I will be wearing it, but we'll still keep a track of what its current market value is so we can do a comparison. That'd nice, be pretty nice. interesting. All right. All right. Stay tuned. So next, I thought we'd do a new section, Chris, have a little bit of a fun with this and I'll pick a watch or we'll take it in turns picking watches and we'll decide ones that have been recently released and we'll decide whether they're hit or miss so this section will be called hit and miss i'll insert some graphic of like a baseball player or something or whatever i can find free on the internet right (laughs) yes yes exactly well this week i thought we would kick the inaugural section of hit or miss off with a new rado or rado that i saw online and this one I don't know if it's brand new, but I've certainly seen a little bit of buzz around it. This is the True Square Taj Chuan. Chuan? Chuan? I probably heard that. Chuan. Okay. (laughs) Rado on their website haven't really got... They've just got this one picture. I don't know why. A blog to watch did a great one with some really nice photos on here. So it's yellow ceramic... It's got this real retro vibe to it. What do you think, Chris? Is this... What does this remind me of? This looks like... You know, and the pic... You're right. The blog to watch pictures are great. Because that, that that almost icon picture that looks like just a rendering on Rado's site is no good. But the, the blog to watch picture... This reminds me of a console television from the 60s or like a speak and spell (laughs) (laughs) with that like rounded plastic it doesn't look ceramic it looks rounded plastic it does doesn't it they've gone Uh, to a lot of effort with the ceramic process to then make it look like it's plastic i suppose that's part of the the troll isn't it 
Yeah. Now, now really the question is like, if the eighties are back, so the eight, I mean, the eighties are, you know, the eighties are big. Maybe we're, we're into the nineties now, but. Well, I hope that the eighties come back in fashion because why the nineties ever came back in fashion. If you look in the window of urban outfitters and they've got all those miss, I lived through the nineties. It was not known (laughs) for its fashion. Right. No, no. Like, yeah, like dad's old grungy, uh, you know, wool, wool shirt. Like no one, that's why we wore it because it was warm. We wore it because it was fashion. I know the Alessi <laughs> things. I mean, it was, uh, uh, and how the Kappa jackets have come back in fashion. Yeah, so I, gotta get, I, I got my, I got my jean jacket with, with writing on the back. So well, that's, you know, that's going to up, uh, that's going to go up an auction pretty soon. That's worth, you know, <laughs> that's worth at least what I paid for it in 1990. All right. Hit or miss. What do you think? Hit or miss? We'll do a poll over on the yeah. Watch Talk Facebook group so that you can also vote on this. What do you think, Chris? I'm, all right, second take at it. The the red hand, the red second, sort of the blue corner mark. Yeah, you just yeah. From a design standpoint, uh, it's a hit. I think this is like a fun fashion watch. I say, yes. I say, hit. I think that I also agree that this is going to be a hit if they market it right, because it's one of those watches that when you see it first off, it might not be to your personal taste, but it's one of those watches that whoever owns this watch Mm -hmm. is going to absolutely love it. This is going to suit somebody's personality just down to an absolute T. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think it's going to be a real icon for them. I actually agree. So I guess we would have gone, we could have gone either way on that, but I also agree that I think it's a hit. But let us know over on the Facebook group what you think. Well, that was a little bit of fun with Hit or Miss. Let's kick it off with This Week in Watches. So first story is one that you might have seen the special. If not, definitely go over and watch it. But the new Christopher Ward watch releases. And I had a little bit of a joke at the start, Chris, that they could only please 50% of their fans. And I mean that a little bit tongue-in-cheek because we've got some great comments over on that interview that we did. I feel like Christopher Ward is one of those brands where they they can't seem to win on a few things. One is right. the placement of their name or the style of the logo yeah, that they use. that's... Yep, that's definitely and and unfortunately that's become a trope. I've even called them out on it. And then also the sizing seems to be very divisive. So there's a whole load of people that look I'm definitely one that mm. thinks this is a home run for them. Doing it in 39 millimeters yeah. Yeah. is an absolute home run yep. for them. Yep, yep. But yep. there's equal amounts of comments about people that really liked the larger Christopher Ward watches yeah. and knew and loved them for that. Yeah. So they, they kind of see it as a that it's such a departure from what they're used to, this 42 yeah. millimeters with the 22 millimeters. I, for one, think that these watches, this Sealander, is an absolute mm-hmm. home run. They didn't... Mike came on the channel, but they... They haven't paid Chris or I to say this. They haven't sent us a free watch or anything. I think this is an absolute home run for them. I especially love the uh, auto. And and talking about the size, I mean, in the interview, uh, Mike even said they were thinking about 36. Yeah. I mean, that that would be divisive, I think. So that's that I feel like. That really, I mean, that just, I mean, I don't think I could do a 36, you know, but, you know, but again, like not everybody has this, you know, seven and a half interest and, and we've kind of seen this at least, you know, for as long as I've been, been collecting watches involved, uh, et cetera, there was a big tendency 
probably what five six years ago something to, that just everybody just went big and it was like 44 everything i mean there's still some brands out there um i mean even you know you look at some of the seiko divers and like you know you wouldn't you know today we would not really worry about a 44 mil seiko turtle um but that's a big watch um you know and so the the sizes went up and then everybody and and you saw the you know you saw king rolex go up with the sizes and then everyone's like yeah 40 40 41 is big enough and then they flipped around and and we're now we're back down so it kind of i feel like it's a little bit bobbing on the ocean where we're we're gonna have we're gonna have high tide low tide and right now right now we're going into uh you know 39 which was your favorite of these chris did you have a have one that you really sort of caught your eye of their new releases i mean that the white the white dial gmt looks oh, really so, yeah, yeah looks so good it, it really does look good. I'm a big fan of the white dialed auto. I still think the auto is my favorite one, but yeah, I think they've, this is awesome. The, the white dial GMT. Yeah. White, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and right now it's uh for Christopher Ward, it's uh second place to uh, their previous released uh, chronograph. But, uh, but yeah, that was from the, from this release. I mean, I think this is a, just a, just a sharp looking and it, it it gives you the vibe of it gives you the vibe of that uh crisp explorer type but uh certainly certainly not for the same price so certainly for a great price yeah exactly and and i said this to mike if if you've not seen the interview guys i highly recommend it he's just a mike france at christopher ward he's just an expert in the watch industry in general he's just a really good resource but i mentioned to him that i thought it was quite funny that Rolex was a bit of a flash in the plan, pan on the Explorer, wasn't it? People were expecting big things. And then Christopher Ward come out with what looks like an evolution of the of the Explorer. Yeah, I almost, I mean, I might do this later. I might post it up on the Facebook group. I'm going to, uh, I'll uh, Photoshop a, uh, a Rolex, you know, I'll do some blasphemy uh, Photoshop, Photoshop a uh, crown on there and then just take the Christopher Ward off and be like, what do you think? What do you think? And I'm sure, I mean... Looking pretty, you know, like, hey, there's the new, there's the new Rolex, but uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So check it out, check out the interview, and I would highly encourage you to check out Christopher Ward. Maybe if you haven't looked at them before, because they've been a bit on the larger size. I think they've done a great job, and also the story behind that new Titanium Elite one, it's well worth hearing from Mike directly. Okay, well, let's move on to our next story here. I got note from our friends over at Norcane. Uh, they kindly sent me that Adventure Sport in, which was a, a larger watch, but I really enjoyed it. But they've just released a new Freedom 60 in a 39mm bronze. So it's, I wouldn't say it's a ladies' watch. It's definitely more of a unisex model, but a smaller watch than what they're typically known for. Uh, they're known for those larger sports watches, but I think they've done a great job of this one, this um, in, a, in a bronze. Did you manage to catch this one, Chris? Uh, no, new to me. New to me. And, and this is the bronze with the green dial? This is bronze with a, a blacker dial, clean dial, no date or anything like that, but a chronometer certified watch. Is it oh, okay. So the, so the size, okay, so the size is down a little bit. Yeah, it looks pretty good. And, chron- and chronometer rated, is that? Yeah, I think well? so. Let me just check the, yeah. let me just check the spec. It certainly got it printed on the dial, which you don't, you don't normally think, see that. Yeah, do and I think, uh, 
for if it's uh, Swiss made, I feel like that's a that's a requirement. I don't think they could put that on there without having it certified. They get their movements from the same place as Tudor does. Okay. So Tudor's in-house movements Tudor's are made at the same place. Yes. They're in-house. They should say that, shouldn't they? They should say in-house specified. Yeah, yeah. In-house star, 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 triangle. Yeah, like just like... Yeah, like, I've reviewed one of these Norcane uh, watches. I yeah. think that they are punching well above their weight in that. They're sort of around, just a bit cheaper. I wouldn't say cheaper, a bit more affordable than Breitling, but I would say the quality is well on par with Breitling yeah, from what yeah. I've seen. It looks uh, looks sharp. Looks sharp. I'm not a uh, I'm not a bronze person, guy, woman, <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, certainly it looks uh, looks sharp. And then you know for that rating, um, Swiss made. Um, I think the I think the price is reasonable on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do as well. So big shout out to Caroline over at Norcane. We often have a little bit of a, a chat back and forth on the email about the watch industry and stuff, and I hope they do well. It's a brother Ben that owns the company. Next story, I don't often go on this website myself. I've bought watch straps from them in the past, and I know some people love this website, but uh, this is Cheapest NATO. So let me just show you this. Have you ever bought from Cheapest NATO's, Chris? Uh, yeah, I think I think once. Um, uh, yeah, and they're uh, they're uh, UK based, right? I think or... they're based in Sweden. Oh, okay. I think Your, they're based in EU, Sweden. EU, be, EU based. <laughs> they are certainly European based. Okay, okay, yeah. That, uh, they're somewhere around there. I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll be corrected if we're wrong. But they have, they've bought out. So when we think of Apocalypse Now, we think of those great watch straps that Uncle Seiko does. So the chocolate bar strap, the waffle strap. But I think this is the first time anyone's done the strap that Marlon Brando wore on that very distinctive GMT oh, that right. was minus its bezel. Right. So I'll show a flow a picture up on here. But they've done a, what they say is one of the first reproductions of this or reissues of this strap. It's all rubber, available in 18, 19, and 20 millimeters. I mean, it's no joke that it's cheap as NATO's. They're knocking these oh, out yeah, at seven dollars ninety-five. Yeah. So I've ordered one of these just to see what it's like. I'm I'm interested to see what what it looks like. Do we know the? I mean, was it a was it a leather strap in the movie, and then we they made it rubber, or it was actually? It looks like it. Obviously, they matched the texture. I tried to do a little bit of a research on this. I think it was a rubber strap because they've even textured the back. And the back looks like it's vintage as well. So I think it was a... I think they've reproduced the strap. At, you're right. It does look a bit it, like... Right. Leather, it, it, it? Yeah, it looks like a patent, you know, it looks like a, like a, uh, yeah, stamped, stamped, like it, you know, like uh, fake. In, in that way, it, you know, the fake uh, animal skin. But, but you know, that's it kind of has that look, uh, certainly. But it's a, yeah, rubber strap. Interesting. And it's a very... Um, you don't often see... Uh, that sort of tapered design these days, you know, you, you yeah. typically see that like, uh, you know, I mean, I prefer that, you know, I've got a 20 mil that's, you know, it's 20 mil the whole way down. Uh, the silicon bands are like that too. So uh, I think the taper certainly adds a little bit more uh, dress to it. And, uh, and, you know, then just, you know, knock your bezel off your GMT and, and go for it. I don't think I'll be going that far. <laughs> I, 
I'm interested to see what the quality is like. I have bought from them in the, the past and not had a lot of luck. So I am interested to see what the quality of this one's like. But I thought it was interesting anyway. So we'll share it with, share it with the viewers here on the show. This next story I found really interesting. I know we like to do a story on eBay because it is it is interesting. I buy and sell a lot of things on eBay. And I think, what would you say, Chris, in the last three or four years, they've really made a push into this luxury watch area. Yep, yep. They, I mean, they started like last year, maybe they, maybe even the, but just before, just before. And uh, uh, started with their watch guarantee um, and then really turned up the marketing. Yeah, absolutely. So they started, if anybody's not familiar, they started with guarantee service. So you, any watch that's over $2,000, you send it to an intermediary, uh, they'll inspect the watch and then give an authenticity guarantee and then it goes on to the... So they've obviously had a lot of success with this. And Watch Pro, there's some amazing stats on here of near enough the amount of business that eBay's actually been doing. So they're saying that close to 8 million luxury watches were listed for sale on eBay in 2020. Okay, listed for... Okay, wait, wait. Okay, listed for sale, not sold. Okay. Okay. And it says, so Watch Pro have done some maths here, and they're saying if the average sales price was $2,000 and they all sold, eBay had the potential to generate okay. $16 billion. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a big number. So $8 million were listed. They're saying that the Swiss luxury watch industry exports around $20 million watches at new watches per year. They reckon that, and they were saying Rolex does 1 million watches per year. So listed on ebay last year was eight times what rolex's production was yeah it really puts it into perspective yeah it does and i mean just a back of the napkin kind of math there if you figure i don't know maybe if you even say let's just say 50 percent like let's just say 50 percent of those were sold I mean, and maybe it's not that high, but but even then, that that number is still big. Even at like twenty five percent, that number is still big. That's a lot. That's a lot of luxury watches changing hands. I know, per, I've purchased and sold. I'm part of those stats, you know, purchased and sold um, in the last uh, in the last year. It gets a little bit more interesting here, and this is what the Watch Pro articles like because the authenticity guarantees kind of old news now, if if that's the right word, but. They are now saying that they're going to protect $10,000. So any, any luxury watch over $10,000, they're going to, and this is a real, maybe not a nail in the coffin for Chrono 24, but this was one of the things that Chrono 24 still held over eBay. Not only was it slightly cheaper for Chrono 24, but they had that escrow service where the money went in. And then it went into an escrow. So they're actually, they're really sticking it to Chrono24 this time because they have set up their own escrow service. So how it works, which I think is pretty cool, is you send, so you sell your $10,000 plus watch. Oh, I've got five of them right here. Oh, wait, no. Oh, you've got five of them in there. So you're, sell, you're selling your uh, yeah. Submariner. Right, And yes. it goes uh-huh. to the authenticity guarantee person they guarantee it's authentic it goes to the seller who then sorry the buyer who Mm -hmm. then has seven days to inspect the watch so they within seven days they can confirm that they're happy with it and then the money gets released to you if they don't do it within seven days they have to return it 
they yeah. they have to yeah if they yeah. don't do it within seven days i think it gets auto auto right. released but right. you do have the opportunity to return it and i believe from what the watch pro article says uh, i can be corrected on this but i think the watch goes back to the intermediary who inspects it to make sure that it hasn't been tampered oh. with oh yeah. that's yeah i mean for that level wow okay yeah that's a real um i think yeah, that's, that's a some real value add there yeah it, it, i think it really is and if if they pull this off I hazard a guess, and if they can get their fees reasonable for this service, because I don't think there's any, it doesn't right. really talk about the fees. I'll be so bold as to say it would probably finish off Corona 24. Or yeah, or take a, I mean, just just dent a bunch of their market. I mean, so I'm trying to think that I know they just last year they raised the fee to sellers for luxury watches. So I I. I, I know I'm wrong here, but I feel like it's like eight percent. But what whatever that whatever that percentage is, it's up. Um so they're yeah, so they've got some cash. They got some cash on hand to do to do more there. I was just talking to someone the other day. It really surprises me. I know eBay and PayPal were intertwined back in the day. Um, I don't remember what the relationship was, whether like eBay, PayPal owned eBay or they had an agreement or they were made by the same people. I forget what that was, but uh, but they were basically intertwined. And then a number of years ago now, uh, PayPal split off from eBay and they sort of they were two different companies. So you would, you know, anything you bought or sold, you, you still had to they made the transaction fairly easy, but you still had to go to your PayPal account and either initiate it or make sure that your eBay account was connected. So they have now since cut eBay off and they want to start taking payments with their own credit card, which I kind of as a you know, as a business, I kind of would have done that like way sooner. So I wonder if PayPal had an agreement with them or something because because I feel like as soon as PayPal walked, I would have been like, right, so credit card processing, you know, because I'm not paying you. I'm going to get the 3% thanks, you know. Um, and so now I see them sort of taking that on. Well, well, now that PayPal is kind of out of the loop there, I feel like now they can do these sort of things with escrow because they're a payment processor now. So they're doing the escrow stuff. They're handling the transaction. And don't think for a second that they don't know, like, oh, we used to have you pay PayPal this percentage, so we'll be happy to take just that amount or just a little less than that and call it good. Um, so they're they're collecting all of that money and fees now. So And there's also, I've been watching a lot of the timepiece gentlemen and a few other of the high-end luxury watch dealers. And there's definitely a story there because some of them don't use Chrono 24 anymore. So there's definitely a story there. I'm not quite sure. If we ever get a chance to interview Anthony over at the Timepiece Gentleman or Marco over there, I'd be really interested to know what the story is there, if they'd like to share it, why that they've kind of fallen out of favor, it seems like anyway. Well, I thought as it was a lighter news week that we would talk about, do a mini watch review. So Mark at Long Island Watches kindly lent me one of his Islander watches. I did an interview with him a couple of weeks ago now, and we talked about the Island Islander watch, and I was interested to see one. So Chris, he sent me in, this is the Islander, the ISL65, and if you can see it, it's like the Seiko Samurai. I don't think you could quite capture when you have one of these in hand, all of the enhancements that he's made. So I think of him as taking 
standard Seiko style watches, maybe homage watches. So they've got similar cases to them. He's done it with an SKX style one. And now this is the Samurai case. And he's gone all out with the upgrades. He's basically done what a watch modder would do to one of those watches. The movement is the NH36, which okay. we put in my turtle. Yep, perfect. So that's the day-date movement. We've got fully sapphire crystal in here. And it is slightly boxed as well. So we've got a raised sapphire crystal on here which really frames the dial. Here, it's a completely matte black dial with the Marine Master style hands. Mm -hmm. Then we've got the applied indices, and he's put this, I don't know whether you'd call it an engineer-type bracelet on here, but it's incredibly solid-feeling bracelet. The whole watch has definitely got some heft to it. You're going to need a substantial-ish wrist to pull this off because it has a lot of weight to it. Have you seen these uh, online, Chris? What do you think of these islands? Yeah, from yeah, life? I've seen a couple. They they look they look sharp. They're that uh, that case, and I think the bracelet. You know, you said the like engineer style bracelet that sort of like often a uh, like a hexagon or you know style, but but it I think it really matches the case. It's a good match. And uh, is the bezel insert also? clear or is it the bezel insert is also sapphire as well so that's something you never see on a on a seiko watch yeah you you definitely nailed it it's like it is one thing that you know that mark's got is what a modder would do out of the box to that watch and and just the list of things that i feel like the same exact list of things that were on my list two three years ago is like i i want to update the hands I want to go to a sapphire crystal. I want to go to a, a cool ceramic or sapphire bezel insert. Um, maybe change the bracelet on it, something like that. So that's that's yeah, really like it's you. It's like the the top of that list. And so if you in, instead of learning how to be a watch modder, just pick one of these up. <laughs> if you're looking at a Seiko or you're interested in what these Islander watches are, I would have no doubts about buying one of these myself. $329 for this, I think is an absolute bargain. It's it's over-specced for that price. It's over-specced for an equivalent Seiko. And I think he's done a great job. A big shout out to Mark for sending this over. And guys, if you're if you're interested, I would I would recommend these. Rounding out the show, this one, it's not really a news story, but I found it pretty interesting. I don't know whether they've recently started doing this, Chris, or it's been a while since I've been on the Hamilton website. I, I really think, I forget every time I go on the Hamilton website how much I like their watches. It's And and there are, I was just looking at the um, the Jazzmaster chronograph the other day, and I was like, God, like, oh, this watch is so good. <laughs> and every one that I've owned, it, well... That's a slight lie. Every mechanical one that I've owned, I thought they've done a great job of. I had one that was a, a quartz that I didn't really like that much, but their autos have all been spot on for me. What I thought was interesting when I went on this time was, I think watch collectors associate Hamiltons with the movies that they're in, but I don't think the casual, the casual watch buyer would know that really, what specific watches that hamilton's been in they might recognize it from films but but i thought it was interesting that they've actually doubled down on this maybe they've noticed that people don't know which watches were in which films and they've now got a section called movie watches online have you seen this i i haven't but uh it's clever clever 
It's really <laughs> clever. I mean, some films I'm sure they'd like to forget about, like that ridiculous part two of Independence Day that, that was filmed. But if I just show you these, so not only do you have the, the watch on here, so you can see all the all the beautiful watches that they've got here. So it's got the little symbol here denoting that it's a movie watch. And then if you click on it, it will actually tell you here, the asterisk, look, featured in Pearl Harbor 2001. Okay. All right. I think that's really... That's I, cool, I just, yeah. I don't I mean, know why it's tickled me so much, but I think yeah. that's just, it's really cool the way they did that. Look, featured in the Independence Day Resurgence 2016. And it tells you the character worn and by, who it was played and, by. Yeah, cool. And, and just, uh, so they are just doing movie. I wonder if they did, will they do TV too? Because don't they have. Um, oh, here we go. Here we let's go. Let's see. see if you're right. Yes. Yes. All right. Jack Ryan season Oof. one. All right. I know my Hamilton uh, IMDb trivia. All right. We should have done this as a quiz. This I know. Is gonna, uh, I, I apologize to the audio listeners. I've just realized that this section, it just means absolutely yeah, just, nothing yeah. if you're listening to it. I'm so sorry no, for the audio okay. listeners. We're on Hamilton's website and they've got the watches with the little movie symbols and you can click on them. So yeah, uh, apologies cool. apology to the audio listeners. They've got the Murph watch there. Mm -hmm. They've got the ones that are in Men in Black. I just think it's a real cool thing. They've got that below zero, which is the one from, I wonder if they'll say the Martian or whether they'll say Tenant. Oh, it does say the, the, the Martian. Martian there. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about the Tenant watch. We don't talk <laughs> about the Tenant watch. If anybody's, <laughs> I, I, I don't get me started on that. In fact, I, I, I don't see the Tenant watch on I there. don't, yeah, I no, I don't. I wonder if they they got such a backlash from it that like... they they no longer do. If anybody's not f familiar and you've seen Tenant, that that below zero watch, which is the the one that was in The Martian, they took that watch and have you seen Tenant yet, Chris? I haven't seen it yet. I'm sorry, but I think yeah. it, the whole thing is about time. Actually, okay. it's I a should, real I watch geeks film. My list. Okay, I got to get it on my list. Yeah, so they took the um, the Below Zero watch and it, they made it like an Annie Digi in the film, that is. But it's not so much that they made it an Annie Digi in the film, but it, it has a real meaning. It's a real character in the film. And the fact that it had the Annie Digi in it actually means something in the film. See, Anybody yeah. who's seen it, they'll, yeah. they'll know. Yeah, and then yeah. Hamilton just chose not to do an Annie Digi for it. They just did a... a... Yeah, they just kind of made it color color decoded or they uh, yeah they just changed like one they just changed the hand the second hand i think it was yeah no it was, yeah it, it was fine. it was ridiculous yeah but, uh, i feel like but i feel like that that khaki navy is uh is definitely the uh right the martian martian watch first before that so yeah, yeah trying I to get totally it in agree. as many films as possible well. they're trying to get in stuff as, because the uh you know like um the uh ventura I mean, shows up in a bunch of stuff. Featured in Men in Black 1, 3, and 4, worn by Agent K, played by Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, and Tessa Thompson. So they are. They've got the three ones that were all in mm. Men in Black. Men in Black, okay. Yeah. And originally, um, who is it? Um, Elvis. You know, the basically the Elvis watch is, is sort of most most common association for the uh, Ventura. Well, guys, that was this week in watches. So big thanks for watching. As always, we appreciate you listening and watching. And we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.